Welcome to the Vacation Home Help Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping vacation rental owners self-manage their properties. Your hosts deliver short and sweet episodes with actionable advice, tips, and strategies to level up your hosting skills. Whether you are a complete beginner or have been in the vacation home rental business for a while, you are in the right place to get the tools you need to succeed. Here are your hosts, John Candelario and Tim Casey. Hi, everybody. John and Tim here. Today, we're going to talk about ways to think about short-term rental markets to invest in. Now, this topic has been beaten to death by real estate brokers, management companies, and on the podcast circuit, but we want to share her experience anyway, because these tidbits, they may prove helpful on your next vacation rental venture, and they're just our experiences, but we hope they're helpful for you. So the first thing I want to open up with is market saturation. You want to make sure that the market you're investing in isn't overly saturated because right now in a lot of markets, there's so much supply and the demand just isn't there. So you want to make sure the market's not totally saturated. Tim, what does market saturation mean to you when you're thinking about short-term rental markets to invest in? Yeah. So when I think of market saturation, if you've got uh, too many short-term rentals or if it's fully penetrated, what that means to me is, is that in the slow seasons, you're going to have a lot of vacation rental owners that start dropping their price because that's the only way they can compete when there are so many rental homes available to the guests. So uh, a market that is fully saturated or overly penetrated, what you should think about is that possibly means that during the slow season or even during some of the busier seasons, there are so many options and maybe more options than there are guests, it's going to start driving price down. John, that's what I've seen. Absolutely. And you could use tools like AirDNA and there's other tools out there, but I wouldn't solely rely on those tools to pull your data about market saturation. You also want to ask around, ask real people like Facebook groups. There's lots of groups for local uh, Airbnb markets. Like I'm part of Central Florida Airbnb and people ask these sorts of questions all the time. So there's tons of Facebook groups out there that you can ask these questions on to see if the market you're interested in is actually saturated and oversupplied. Um, the next thing I wanted to harp on is, can you find reliable help in that market? Because if you choose an obscure location, like in Nebraska, they have rentals there, but it may be harder to find the right help than if you're operating in Central Florida in the Disney market, where there's companies that cater to vacation rental businesses. And now this is huge, because if you can't find your dream team to help you run the show, you're, you're not going to have a really good time running a vacation rental business. Like that's something you need to think about when you're looking at any market because you can't do it alone. Um, Tim, how do you think about that when you're looking at markets to invest in? Yeah, John, as you know, I looked at probably seven or eight different markets before I uh, finally decided to buy our first vacation rental home. And that's exactly what I looked at. And I found that in at least three of them, it was near impossible to find a cleaning team and it was near impossible to find a handyman. So then what I realized, the only way to get those things covered was to go property management. And I really didn't want to do that. And because so many owners went the property management route, the price of property management was 25% and in some cases, 30%. So as I was doing my homework, 
um, that caused me to eliminate markets in that had those characteristics pretty quickly and go on to the next one. So I, I saw the exact thing, John. Absolutely. And when you see that, it, it can scare you from investing in a market if you don't know who's going to help you. So that should tell you something before you take the plunge. Um, finding the right help is essential. You also want to look at like if if you're asking, hey, you know, I just want to know where to invest. Can you tell me like what markets to invest in? Well, well, no, I I can't because everyone has different lifestyle goals. Everybody has different income goals. But you want to look at like white sandy beaches, national parks, theme parks, places where guests want to travel and travel often. And you also want to look at locations that have lenient Airbnb laws because the last thing you want to do is invest in a location that's hostile to short-term rental because you can be stopped right before you get started. Um, that's super important. And you want to make sure that wherever you're going to invest, that it's, it's legal. Um, and Tim, what's your take on that with markets that are hard to rent in, right? Like yeah. that are not friendly to Airbnb. You know, you made a comment, John, about lifestyle, and that's an important one. And you're absolutely right. You know, white sandy beaches, mountains, national theme parks, ski in, ski out, uh, theme parks in general. You know, going where a lot of tourists go is always a good way to think about it. But there is a lifestyle component here. So that's going to be unique to every individual investor. When I was looking at short-term rental properties, the lifestyle was a big part. I wanted to buy short-term rentals in a place that, yeah, I had a lot of tourists, obviously, but also places that I wanted to go to because I wanted to enjoy the home from time to time and easy to get to. So there were several areas that I loved, but it was so difficult to get to. I crossed that one off the list, but that was me because lifestyle was important. There are some homeowners out there and vacation rental owners that it's only an investment. They don't plan on using it. They don't plan on traveling to it. And, and then it really comes down to the investment decisions. Um, are the prices holding? Is it oversaturated or not? Are other owners making a good ROI? It becomes really an investment decision versus a lifestyle decision, but it's something that you really got to think about as an owner, what's important to you and what criteria are you going to use for your area and your short-term rental home, John? Absolutely. And just want to second that lifestyle is huge. I mean, you don't want to invest somewhere you never, never want to be. I don't suggest doing that. Some people may say it has a great ROI, but that's like owning a business you know nothing about. So your chances of success of doing that are like slim to none because there's going to be so much competition. And if you're not about it and you're not like passionate about it and you're just doing it for the money, I don't really think that's a great idea, but that's my personal experience and my opinion. Um, you may find a market that has great stats and you want to invest there anyway, and you never plan to go. But that's just my opinion. You should kind of like or have some sort of lifestyle reason for why you're investing there. And that's that's where I'm at with it. And be contrarian sometimes. Like if you go where it's hot right now, I mean, we're not in a good housing market, right? And I heard it's hot right now so many times, people investing in areas that everyone is investing in. But think about that. If you are going where everyone else is going, the best deals have probably dried out and the, the hotness is reflected in the abnormally high property prices. There's probably lots of building activity and a lot of saturation. So by the time you hear the good news, it's probably too late to make a, a good investment decision. Not always, but that's been my experience. Um, so you don't always want to go where everyone else is going. It, it's okay to be a little different and look for opportunities outside of where everyone's talking about 
What, what are your thoughts on that, Tim? You might think differently about that. That's how no, I, I think this, I think the same way. So if you think about a hot market, so if you step back and what does that really mean? If you hear the ter- term hot market, that shouldn't mean to you instantly go there and buy. You should step back and say, well, what does a hot market mean? Well, it means that a lot of people are buying. Okay, that could mean oversaturation. It means that prices are probably going up. If prices are going up, that means you're going to have to charge more per night to make a good, healthy return on your investment. But if it's so hot that it's overpenetrated, you might not be able to do that. So really just step back and Mm -hmm. think about what does a hot market really mean? And is that where I want to go? It's really hard to determine you know, buying here before it gets hot. No one knows when it's going to get hot. But these are all things to ask yourself and how it impacts your investment, how much you pay, and what you can expect on your bottom line, John. Absolutely, Tim. And I'm going to just touch on the data that ties into what you just said before making an investment decision. Now, some this may be a very unpopular opinion, but I'm just going to say it. When you look at the stats and the charts on popular tools like AirDNA, and there's different host tools out there, you may look at things like occupancy rates, charts, cap rate, daily rate, average daily rate, right? You may look at average ROI and people have that data, but that, that doesn't mean much for everybody. Those are averages, medians, and sometimes those numbers are not even close to what you're going to experience. You don't know what's behind those charts. You don't know how the data was compiled. So it's okay to look at data like that for ideas, but don't solely rely on others' data to make your decision. You need to do the digging and you need to dig deep. And by digging deep, ask people questions, ask others in the area what's their personal experience with their vacation rental. For example, in Orlando, ask other owners in Orlando, what's their experience? Has it been busy for them? Not busy? Why? Don't just take the charts for it or like word for it because that's not a smart thing to do. I've met a lot of owners that have invested based on bad data. Not saying data is bad from certain places, but you need to do a little bit of digging to verify. So you can trust, but you need to verify as well. Um, for example, like when you look at ROIs, if it if it's telling you 25% ROI, it's too high, right? Like ROI, you're looking at if you have a mortgage, averaging 5-10% if you're doing well, maybe a little bit more. Most people are breaking even if they're doing it right. But when you take the mortgage out, you earn more like 12 to 20%. But if someone's telling you 40, 50% ROI, I, if it was such a hot investment, everyone would be doing it and doing it successfully. Tim, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, maybe there's somebody out there making 50% and more. Um, I'd love to meet that person to find out what their secret is. I would say that's not the norm. And John, you know, I talk to um, hundreds of owners and they've always got great questions. But do you know, to date, not one owner has asked me, how much money are you making? What's your ROI? And what is your operating margin on your business? They want to know about cleaning. They want to know about maintenance. They want to know about this and that. But no one has asked me that question. And it really shocks me. I would encourage everyone, be do your homework. And as part of that homework, talk to a number of owners and find out what they are making on their bottom line for their vacation rental. Don't talk to the one that says 50% and then assume you're going to make 50%. Talk to 10, 15, 20 owners, get a perspective from a number of people so that you have a kind of an eyes wide open approach 
to your investment, John. Absolutely. And we hope this episode was helpful. I know it was opinionated and it had a lot of our experiences, but we hope some of the tidbits help you in your journey when you think about investing in a vacation rental and what to look at. Um, More resources will be available in the show notes. And if you like what we're talking about, please rate, review, and subscribe. If you have an idea for another podcast episode or a question, ask Tim or I, just ask in the show notes, um, ask in the reviews or send us an email. We'd be happy to talk and discuss, okay? And thanks and y'all take care. If you need a new Airbnb cleaning service, Vacation Home Help connects highly talented cleaning professionals with high performing hosts like yourself. Use coupon code podcast for $50 off your first service. Need help getting your listing optimized and set up? Contact Tim and I. Our contact details will be in the show notes. Thanks for supporting us. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Visit vacationhomehelp.com and click podcast for more resources on today's topic and more episodes that will help you level up your hosting skills. Let's get social. Connect with us today by joining our growing community of motivated owners at facebook.com slash groups slash vacation home help. As a member, you will have access to sneak peeks and exclusive free resources. You can also connect with other owners with shared interests, learn from each other, the community, and from shared experiences. Again, thank you for supporting us. Until next time, take care.